This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. been studying for the last several weeks is how God used Paul. And we talked about, as we've looked at the life and the ministry and the trials and tribulations of the Apostle Paul, we talked about the examples of courage. And our theme, if you will, has been being a hero, recognizing that God uses ordinary people to rescue other ordinary people from an eternity of separation from God. You never know who you might be a hero to. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he reminds us that God uses us. God uses ordinary people to rescue other ordinary people from an eternity of separation from Him. God uses us and gives us the courage we need to rescue other people for His kingdom. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 27, with today's message. We're going to be in Acts, chapter 27, today, for our time of study. We've been working our way steadily through the New Testament. The book of Acts is a fascinating book because it's ongoing, meaning that the work of the acts of the Holy Spirit in our world are ongoing. It's a continuing thing. You know, I I, I sometimes wonder if there's some scribe in heaven taking notes about what's going on you know, in Miami Beach right now, because the, the acts of the Holy Spirit didn't stop with chapter 28. We did a pastor's conference. I don't remember if it was last year or the years before now, but, you know, I get this time of year, actually, I get a notice from Calvary Chapel Outreach Fellowships out in California about the the conference that's going to take place in June. And they always send out a letter and explain what the theme is going to be and, you know, what the conference is going to be about. And and that year it was going to be Acts chapter 29. And I just, I blew right past it, didn't pay any attention, didn't even think about the fact that there is no Acts chapter 29. Until I got to the conference in California, and they did the introduction, and they're talking about Acts chapter 29, and, you know, you know, I mean, I'm like you guys, you know, you sit here and turn your brain off during the announcements. Half of you, you know, will come to me next week, are we doing a sunrise service, Pastor? You know, and I'm like, well, yeah, we gave you a card, and we talked about it in the announcements. Really? I was there. I don't remember that. Well... I do that too, you know, I mean, I did it at the conference and, and I'm sitting there and, and all of a sudden, you know, they're talking about the fact that there is no Acts chapter 29. And I'm like, what, wait, wait, what? And it dawned on me what they were doing, that the focus of our conference was the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in and through our lives and how he wants to, to use us and does use us. What we've been studying for the last several weeks is how God used Paul. And we talked about, as we've looked at the life and the ministry and the trials and tribulations of the Apostle Paul, we talked about 
the examples of courage and our theme, if you will, has been being a hero, recognizing that God uses ordinary people to rescue other ordinary people from an eternity of separation from God. You know, it was it was another human being, actually more than one, who talked to me 30 years ago and, and you know, through their examples, through their testimonies, through through their lives, really one in particular a family member as I watched her relationship with the Lord, I came to know the Lord Jesus. She she never really tried to get me to like pray a sinner's prayer and make a commitment to follow Christ. It was just her witness, you know, just watching her and her love for God and this personal friendship. And, and I began to wrestle with it. I couldn't have articulated it at the time, but I realized now looking back, I believed in God, but I didn't know him. And there's a vast difference between the two. I grew up believing that there was a God. I grew up believing that he sent his son, that Jesus Christ is the son of God and, and that he was crucified for my sins and God raised him on the third day. I believed all that. I never questioned it. I was taught it, you know, from when I was a small child, I, I always believed it, but it didn't really affect me. Do you understand? I didn't know God. I had never turned from my sin and actually allowed Jesus to speak into my life and actively sought his involvement and his, his guidance and his leadership. I had no relationship with him. And so if I had died and, and stood before him, I would have been one of the many that the Bible says, you know, Jesus says he's going to say to on that day, depart from me. I never knew you because though I believed, I didn't know him. And so having come to the relationship, you know, and Paul being used as a hero in his world, he serves as a wonderful example to us of how God can take even an antagonistic opponent to Christianity, change his or her life radically, and then use that person as a rescuer of other people. And and we've talked about, it. you know, it's up to us to reach the people in our world. Paul gives us wonderful examples. We see all kinds of just miraculous stuff, you know, happening in and through and around his his life. But the, the thing that has impacted me so much was just the man's determination. I mean, he just was unstoppable. We won't get to it today, but next week, as we're going to, in our study uh, again of Acts chapter 27, we'll see that, you know, a poisonous snake latches onto his hand at one point. He survives a shipwreck and two weeks of, you know, life as a prisoner on board a ship that's going through a hurricane. They can't tell if it's night or day or where they are, you know, and he, he, they get to the land and what happens? A poisonous snake bites him, you know. Now, if, if that wouldn't make you think you had lost God's favor, I don't know what would, right? You finally survived the shipwreck and the thing lacked, and Paul just shakes it off and goes on about his business. He just, he's not a quitter. He will not give up. He's, he perseveres. And what we saw a couple of weeks ago as we studied, we were all the way back in chapter 21. Paul said, you know, I've purposed in the spirit. I've got to go to Jerusalem. He was wrapping up his third short-term missions trip. And he said, the Lord has, has showed me. I don't really know what's going to happen when I get there, but everywhere I go, the Holy Spirit is testifying to me that chains and tribulations await me at Jerusalem. But my race involves going to Jerusalem and then on to Rome. And and I think Paul was excited about it. I think that one of the things, and I can't prove it to you, 
But I tend to think one of the things the Lord Jesus had shown Paul way back when he first got saved, you know, he was on his way to Damascus and, and the Lord appeared to him in such a bright light that even at noon it overpowered the sun, it blinded him. And, and, and Jesus had spoken to Paul through his blindness and, and showed him some of the things he was going to endure and some of the things he was going to, going to have to do. And uh, I believe one of the things was that he would eventually testify before Caesar, before Nero. And so now I think Paul is all excited. He's, he realizes that it's not coming about exactly the way he thought it would. He's, he's been arrested at Jerusalem. He's been on trial. Then he's, he's spends two years under house arrest at the governor's palace in Caesarea. Finally, now after being, you know, having to testify before Governor Felix, Felix just wants a bribe and Paul's not going to pay a bribe. So two years go by. Governor Festus is now on the scene and we looked at him a little bit last week. And, and so Paul appears before Festus, who is clueless about Judaism and everything that's going on there in Judea. He's brand new to, to his position. And, and so he asks for Herod Agrippa's input. So Paul appears before Herod Agrippa. And, and now as we get into chapter 27, finally, he's on his way. When it was decided that we should sail to Italy, they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to one named Julius, a centurion of the Augustan regiment. Now, the reason we're given details here is one thing so that we know Luke is not making this stuff up. He's given us great detail. You know, the guy's name, which regiment he was a part of, which, by the way, was attached to Caesar. I mean, this was a pres- maybe the most prestigious Centuri- or one of the most certainly prestigious centurions in, in the Roman army. His name was, was Julius. And, and so Paul and some of these other prisoners are put into his care. He's going to take them on to Rome. Now, by the way, just to kind of set the stage a little bit and so that you understand, we're going to have a ship full of prisoners who are all, or at least almost all, destined to be executed. And execution in this era in Roman history wasn't always clean and neat and quick and easy. You know, this was the period in Roman history where prisoners were being fed to lions for the amusement of the citizens. Historians say that the citizens of Rome during this period of time, that their common cry was, give us bread and the circus. They wanted to be amused. They wanted to be entertained. The city was mostly slaves. There were millions of slaves in in Rome in this period of time. And, it you know, talk about reality TV. You know, it's frightening. The, the direction that our culture is taking, because you see it in ancient Rome before it just collapsed in on top of itself. I mean, all they all they wanted was amusement, and they were just, you know, they had a voracious appetite for reality, and so people were torn to bits by wild animals as they watched and clapped and laughed, and you've got a shipload of prisoners who were headed to Rome. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing, the main thing, Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. 
We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30, then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. And we also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of Acts. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Or you can send us an email at questions at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of Acts and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio. Main Thing Radio.